the Making Sense of Life podcast number 34. According to J.K. Rowling, life is difficult and complicated and beyond anyone's total control. The humility to know that will enable you to survive its vicissitudes. The Making Sense of Life podcast will not only empower you to navigate through a fast-changing world, but also to grow in body, mind and spirit. Inward change precedes outer transformation. As the ancient Greek author Plutarch once said, what we achieve inwardly will change outer reality. This podcast is sponsored by Logos Medical Legal. Sunil also works privately with senior leaders. Go to drsunil.com forward slash corporate to find out more. Welcome again to the Making Sense of Life podcast with me, Andrew Horton, and Dr. Sunil Raheja. Sunil, great to have you with us, and we're going to be looking at uh, the topic of work-life balance today, which really excites me uh, to find out what you think about that. Yeah, and it's great to be here again, Andrew, and we're doing this through Skype, so we've, we tend to do a number of these uh, interviews in person, but we're again experimenting with Skype, and hopefully this will come through well. Exactly. Now, as I say, we're looking at work-life balance as a topic for this podcast. Um, surely, uh, from what I kind of understand, having a good work-life balance is a good thing, isn't it, Sana? It's, it's what you mean. I think that we hear work-life balance banded around a lot by people. They say, oh, I need to get more balance in my life and manage my work and my life. But it's actually quite a weird term to use the more you think about it, even though it's such a common thing to talk about, especially in this day and age where people are rush, rushing around and feeling they've got so many things to do and trying to cram everything in, they say, well, we just need to get it all balanced. But I do think it is a very strange thing to say because, I mean, if you think about it, work versus life. So you're saying, well, the last time I checked, everybody who's working is alive. Nobody's dead. Mm-hmm. So what are we trying to say when we say work-life balance? It, 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 it's a strange concept to talk in those terms. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because the the common conception is that that, that it, it's important to people talk about it a lot, don't they? they say we must get that good work life balance. So we must make sure our work life balance is important. good. It's so important, even even in, even in church circles and that sort of thing, isn't it? So, yeah, I mean, I suppose if you think about the whole issue, that it's. But when you say balance, you see, immediately the thought comes to mind is that you sort of think of somebody who's who's on, on a tightrope and they're uh, trying yes. to to keep on, as it were, firmly fi- fixed on that tightrope and that they could fall off, as it were. Um, mm. But if you're going to move, if you think of it as a tightrope walker, to move forward, you've got to be slightly out of balance to keep yourself going forward. So I think... The point being, why it's it's a strange thing to use. Number one, we said, why are we making this distinction between work and life when it's all about <laughs> life? Okay, that's one thing. Whether I'm at work or I'm at home or I'm at play or I'm on holiday, I'm still alive. And the thing, I, and then the issue about balance is, is that balance is dynamic and not static. Um, mm. Because if if a tightrope, if he just stands still on that tightrope, he's in a very precarious position. And the point being is that life keeps changing. And um, 
and so um, I, what I'm trying to say is that, is that balance is, is grossly overrated, um, <laughs> maybe even potentially harmful. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at one of your blog posts, which is fascinating. It's called Work-Life Balance, Is It Possible? Three Ways to Get It Wrong, which is a um, draws you in as a, as, a, as a good title, and I want to read more. So I, I found it fascinating to know that you talk about how um, it, it's really about attention that's to be managed rather than the problem to be solved. Yes. Um, and I think I think that's a really good a really good way of looking at it. Can you just expand a bit on that for me? Yes, I mean, I I think the point I'm trying to make there is that as often so many things in 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 modern life is that people just want a quick solution. Just give me you know, give me the pill, the magic pill that will solve it, and then I can then move on and do what I want to do. Well, mm. it isn't like that. It you know, it, it's life is is dynamic as as i'm trying to say balance is dynamic things happen that i things are going to happen today or tomorrow to us to you to our listeners that we didn't envisage and we've got to somehow incorporate that in into our lives so when i say it's it's attention to be managed rather than a problem to be solved it, and what i'm trying to say is that you, you have to keep on trying to work it out uh, in in the light of, of everything else that you're doing as well Mm. So it's uh, a bit like um, sort of keeping momentum going, is it? Still? Well, when we talk about momentum, then what we're saying there is 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 to keep, as it were, the an appropriate level of um, forward motion, as it were. We yeah. said fueled by a series of winds. So when, when I've got momentum, if you want to use the tightrope walker, then he's able to he or she is able to quickly move 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 along being able to adjust to you know if you like the wind that's maybe blowing in in, mm. in in their direction um and not as it were and not get stuck but able to move in in the light of their context and everything else happening yeah um, so you talk about you talk about einstein's quote about um how it's sort of like riding a bicycle isn't it you have to have that momentum to keep going forward and and and, and you have to, you have to go at a certain speed you know you can't you know, you have to kind of get get it going in a sense, don't you? To keep keep going in a sense. Yes, I mean, and I think again, especially in this day and age where we have so many different variables coming at us every day, be that through email, be that through text messaging, be that through, um, you know, even you know conversations at work or things that change. You've got to be able to make decisions rapidly and decide. Well, okay my focus and attention is on is on a at the moment but in the light of something else that's happened i need to quickly switch shift over to b and as i shift over to b or maybe c i mustn't forget that i've also got to get a done by next week using that as an example um and i think the other thing is the older you get and the more your responsibilities increase the more that becomes the case you know if, if i think back well i mean you can think about you know like when you were at school or a student there wasn't, you know, there wasn't that level of responsibilities. There were, you know, life was a lot simpler. But, you know, juggling things that there's lots of things that are going on at home. There's lots of things going on at work. There's issues about my health to to, to keep an eye on. There's there's you know children to care for. There's parents to think about. There's so many different things to um, moving house. <laughs> moving oh yeah, you've got moving house, haven't you? So there's all sorts of things like that. Um, so that's why, in a sense. 
it becomes a tension to, to be managed rather than a problem to be solved because you never fully crack it because there'll always there's always be something more to look at and the more you get yeah, done you can't, you can't you can't divide work and life no that easily can you no because it, at the end of the day it is obviously all life as it were <laughs> they're not separate they're closely related okay that's the, that, that's the point we're trying to make you know my work is a part of my life you know yes i've got my personal life and i've got my work life but what happens in in, in, in one uh, department will affect the other department. You know, if I've got problems going on, on at home, that will affect my my work. And if I've got problems at work, you know, that'll affect my what's happening at, at home, you know, maybe in terms of my sleep, maybe in terms mm. of my energy. You know, if I've got different difficult relationships, that can that can impact at home as well. So, you know, we are whole human beings. We're, we, we can't... Obviously, we, we create compartments to help us function, but... At, I'm the same person who goes into the office as the person who's at home. And if, if I try to make them too separate and too distinct, then that can actually be quite dangerous. And you talk in your blog post, uh, which is called Work-Life Balance, Is It Possible? You talk about how if you get it right one week, you still have to give it your full attention the next week. And, you know, So you, you can't get work-life balance right all the time. So yes. if you can't get it right all the time, then... <laughs> you know, it's, it's by by nature, it's, it's not something you can you can up, up, uphold, yes. is it? Yeah, because I think the assumption is that you know, there's what there's 168 hours in the week, so I will give uh, the exact amount of time to my sleep as I do to my family, as I do to my work, as I do to my health, as I do to my friendships. You can't fit it all in, you know. It'll it'll it just. I think it's much better to think about work life integration rather mm. than work-life balance because i can't fit it all into one day maybe even to in or into one week and i think thinking in terms of seasons of life is a much healthier way to, to look at it that's fascinating because that that kind of goes against the, the grain of modern culture isn't it the, the sort of the, the um the rat race of of, of the business world or, or generally in life trying to get success and trying to get that status and 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 trying to get um one up on the next person uh sometimes we just have to take life as it comes don't we or maybe we always have to take life as it comes well we, we have to deal with we have to make a decision about the things that come to us uh mm. whether they are relevant to the direction that we want to go i think for many people it, it you tend to we, we we tend to respond to what is latest and loudest so whatever comes in front of me is 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 what i must do but I always sort of remind myself is that when I say yes to something, I'm saying a thousand. I'm saying no to a thousand other things. Mm. And is what I'm saying yes to the most important thing, or is it just because it's 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 come in front of me and it gives me a sense of accomplishment? You know, just being busy for the sake of being busy is is not enough. Is am mm. I being productive and actually reaching the goals that are important to me? That's the question. <laughs> and you also say in your blog post about. The fact that balance is not the same as just getting enough rest, you know. So you can't just sort of um, the fact that you sleep for six, seven hours a night means you're balanced with your work, which you do for six, seven hours a day. Is, is that what you're getting at there? Yeah, I mean, I think when people talk about work-life balance, they immediately go to the thing. Well, I I need to make sure I'm, I'm working too hard, so I need to make sure that I get enough rest. Now, obviously, rest is important. It's vital that, that we, we've got a. Um, a podcast, uh, I think it's podcast mm. number 30, Do You Need More Sleep? And um, I'd encourage our listeners to listen to that if they haven't already and if that's an issue for them. Um, so, yes, rest is important. It's an, it's an integral part of living a balanced life. 
But if we think that getting balance means finally just getting a well-deserved break during hectic times, then really we're missing a big part of the picture because the point being is that to get sustained periods of activity, then they come out of regular periods of rest. Mm. That's important. But I want to be fully engaged wherever I'm at. So if I'm at work, I want to be fully engaged at work. If I'm at home, I want to be fully engaged um, with with my family or my loved uh, or, uh, and, and my loved ones. I don't want to be thinking about work things when I'm at home and home things when I'm at work. Well, mm. not too much, certainly. I want to be fully present and fully in the moment, so that I can give. Okay, whatever... so yeah, go on. Yeah. So you're saying you can you can divide the day into different parts, but it's just not balancing it in terms of its it's it's um respective weights of how much time it is. is that what you're saying? Well, I think the assumption is that you can give everything, uh, you know, a, an equal weight. So in you know in in a day, for example, every but no, you have to be out of balance to to get anything done, if if, if, if you like. Um, <laughs> and, sure. And, so and, you, yeah. you, you talk about integration instead of instead of balance. I think that's fascinating to make that distinction. So now, um, and in your um, blog post. Uh, similar to this uh, one we've been talking about uh, your blog post called is is it work-life balance or integration yeah so we'll, um, and we'll have to, we'll have links to that on on um, on the show notes that go with this with this uh, podcast yeah sure and you talk about um that really drilling down between the difference between integration and balance yeah. and, and and you use the example of you know we should live life almost looking at it as if it's uh, conducting a symphony yeah um uh, yes, and so what I'm trying to say, yes, yeah, so, so what I'm trying to say there is that if we use the word integration, so rather than having equal amounts of time for everything, it's an appropriate amount of time in, in each of the important areas of my life. So, mm. so you know, so when I go on holiday, you know, I want to be focused on the holiday. Okay, I don't want to be thinking about work, so I'm out of balance when it comes to work. Mm. You know, if if I have, you know, if I have. Um, a major health problem so for example you know I, I had cataract surgery earlier this year so I had to take time out of work so I could focus on getting my eyesight better um, and I suppose in a sense that that's why the analogy of the orchestra and and, and, and the seeing my life as a symphony um, is is a much better analogy I think than talking about work-life balance uh, sure. because then you're bringing all the parts appropriately come to, together to create a life of beauty rather than, you know, a disjointed cacophony of noise. And, you know, if you think of, you know, where everything's out of tune and, and, it, and it sounds a, a real mess, whereas we want our lives to be something that, that, that's beautiful and integrated and, and comes together in a way that, 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 that makes sense, if you like, that, um, that is actually going somewhere rather than, than one whereby, you know, I'm totally focused on my work, so I'm neglecting my health. I'm neglecting my family, um, yeah. or the other way around. You know, I'm 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 totally uh, un, you know I'm totally cheesed off with work, and I'm doing as little as possible to get to to get by. Well, that's not integrated either. <laughs> yeah. I suppose it, and it. I suppose it feeds into what does it mean to then flourish as a human being, so that everything exactly. is coming together as as a complete whole because you like the way you get the word integer as a complete whole i'm a whole human mm -hmm. being then now you talk about um ways that you can um 
have, have priorities in your life towards creating that symphony, as, we, as yes. we've called it. So, um, do you want to talk us through some of those? You've got, you've got five, yes. five ways that we can uh, 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 live according to the most important priorities in our lives. Do you want to maybe tell us what the five are first, and then we'll drill down into them a bit more, shall we? Okay, so, so the five, to, to give those to you first, are, is to get absolutely clear what, what are the important priorities in the first place, and then rank them in order. So, again, we're moving away from, because we say in balance, you just say everything's equally important. And we're saying, no, everything is not equally important. What are the most important priorities? Let me, and, and let me rank what they are, and we can talk about that. The second is, then schedule a time for those things that matter most. Mm. Then thirdly, establish a brief set of non-negotiables. Mm. Fourthly, strive for alignment between your state of priorities and your daily practice. And then five, learn to accept that there'll always be attention. So I think we, 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 should, we should probably try and drill them down because I'm, I'm sure that sort of, that can sort of wash over people <laughs> like that. But, okay, so let's start with um, point number one, which is get absolutely clear what those priorities are in the first place and then rank them in order. Yeah. So talk, talk to me about that, Sonal. Yeah, so you know that if, if the point there is, is that if everything is important, then nothing will be important. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's the principle behind this. Um, and so I've got to decide... I've got to, it, it's really understanding who am I and what really matters to me. So as someone who's, a, you know, as a disciple of Christ and who's, for whom he, whose faith is important, then I've got mm. to put God at the beginning. Now, for some of our listeners, that may not be the case. And I, so I'm giving you, you know, I'm just talking to, to our listeners here, is, uh, is that you need to decide for yourself what, what it is for you. But for me and for you as well, Andrew, that, that it's, we realise that we... We come from God and we're ultimately going to God. And mm. so God is, is, the, is, is, is our creator. He's the source of everything in, in my life. And so if I get that foundation wrong, then everything else will fall apart. So for me, that does mean I need to make sure that everything I do flows out of my relationship with God. So, so for me, again, a, a priority of, of regular, of, of daily prayer and meditation before I launch into my day is really mm. important. Um, and the busier I get, the more I need that. So, mm. so that comes first, uh, nurturing my relationship with God and knowing him through, through, the, through, through the Bible scripture, uh, sensing his presence and knowing his love with me and, and understanding what the cross means to me and why it's important. Mm. Um, it, that, that comes first. But then... Which what it might be counterintuitive is that second is actually then it's myself, um, right? And the reason I put myself second after God is 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 the realization that the one person I have most control of in the universe is myself. Now I struggle with 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 um, as it were managing myself, but there's no one else I can change more. You know as, as it, I mean, I think Gandhi put it very succinctly when he said, be the change that you seek in the world. Mm. And it's very easy to, uh, to look at other people and blame other people and, and say it's other people's fault. But I love a quote somebody once said was that if I could kick the person who's caused me the most problems in my life, I wouldn't be able to sit down for a week. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so often it, it's the issue about how do I manage myself, deal with my weaknesses, deal, deal with my 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 sin patterns, my flaws, um, you know, my you know my inconsistencies. It, it's hard enough working on myself, let alone trying to change anybody else. So that's why I've got to put my 
myself as a priority. You know, again, we talk about, you know, when the, if you think people talk about they're on a plane, they say in case of decompression in the cabin, what do they say? Uh, an oxygen mask will come down and they say put it on. What do they say, Andrew? Put it on the children first. Yeah. Oh, no, they don't say put on the children. They yes. don't say no, that. No, that's no. what people people think it's put on the children no, first. No, it's not. Yeah. Put it on yourself first. Yes, you? that's right. So put it on yourself first, um, because there's no good you, you're trying to help somebody else if, if 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 in the meantime you know you run out of out of oxygen yourself. So mm. that's why I've got to, in a sense, attend to my own health and well-being, and make sure that I'm you know I, I'm in the best possible shape so I can as it were, give myself fully to the needs around me and deal best mm. with the challenges as they come. Because if I'm out of order, then you can guarantee that I'm not going to deal with the challenges or with other people in, in the best possible way. And I'm, and the person who I can control and manage best is myself. I can't, you know, I can't change sure. other people like that. So, so, just okay. to, so just to say, so it's, it's relationship with God, then it's myself. And then I think, then the family comes and, you know, it's, so it's my spouse, it's my wife, Sally. Um, and, you know, she's certainly the first to know when I'm not doing well. Um, and, you know, and if things are not going well between us, then it quickly begins to affect everything else. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, and do I get this right all the time? No, absolutely not. I struggle with this like everybody else. But it's a continual reminder to myself that, the most important human relationship I have is the one with, with my wife. You know, I, I and, and, it's, and it, you know, just on that point, it's not necessarily with my children. I had a, a, a great sort of um, uh, comment somebody once made. A, a person with, with a with a very strong marriage said that the best way to love your children is to make sure that you 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 love their mother first, or you know, you you love their father first. That that's yeah. that's that's the best way. Um, so after my spouse, then come the children, because obviously they're the one, they're, they're God's gift to us. Mm. And so much of our happiness is tied up in terms of how they are doing, um, as well as the influence that we have on them, because we don't have, you know, whether or not they say it or not, we have the biggest influence on them mm. than any other human being. And then it's only after that, as it were, is it the work that's God given, given me to do. Um, sure. Sure. So, yeah, work coming right at the bottom there. Well, we say it right at the bottom, but if you think, just let me just summarise it. So, it, it, it's God, myself, my my spouse, my children, and then work. Because if if if, if those earlier uh, the the other four are secure and strong, then mm -hmm. when I walk into that workplace, I can give my very best attention and my very best effort to that, and be totally engaged in that. That's to say, those five things doesn't mean that if works at number five doesn't mean that's the bottom no. priority in life. It no. just means it's the fifth. Yes, it's fifth. Uh, yes, yeah. that's right. Um, there are other priorities: six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Oh well. yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Great. So that's that. that that's, that's the first. first yeah. So uh, get, getting clear on what those priorities get, are. Get your priorities right. Yeah. And then we next, said it, it's next. scheduling time for those things that matter most. Um, that's why it's really important to keep a diary. It's really important to, to see, because you know life has a way of just coming at you. You know, there's tomorrow something's going to happen. I guarantee this. You know, in your life, in my life, in 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 in, in, in your life, uh, um, list, uh, our listeners as well, that you didn't you didn't expect, you didn't plan for. Okay, mm. and so I need to make sure that there are times I've set aside to do the things that I say matter most to me. That's why I said to you when I wake up in the morning. 
uh, my relationship with God is more important. It's the most important thing to me at that point, because mm. if I don't do it the first thing, if I if I open up my email or I open up Facebook or I switch on the TV, not mm. that there's anything wrong with those things, but it's then very easy for me to get sucked in to other things, other people's priorities. It's almost like jumping into the stream that's running really quickly, isn't it? Yes, and then you get, and then you quickly, and then you sort of, as it were, go along that stream, along that path, and you think, oh, actually, I'm, I'm feeling out of kilter here, and I'm, I'm being pushed from one end to the other, and I'm not sure what should my priorities yeah. be. Yeah. Okay, so that's two things. That's what your priorities are, and shifting time for those things that matter most. most. The third one? And then I think it's establish a brief set of what, what I said, non-negotiables. Uh, those are things that you will not compromise on and do without. You know, that, you know, there are no ifs or buts. So, I mean, some of it's really obvious. It's all really obvious. I mean, we all have these things that are non-negotiable. So, Andrew, I hope this is the case for you. You, you, you know, going to sleep, brushing your teeth, okay, you know, getting getting washed, okay. They're all non-negotiables. No matter how busy you are, you will do those things, okay. But there are other things as well, you know, and I, I and and I said, you know, so regular prayer and Bible reading and meditation times for me are are non-negotiables. Regular exercise is a non-negotiable mm. for me. I have to make sure that in my week I set aside time because I know that if I haven't exercised, it begins to show. Okay, getting yeah, you know sure. again going back to getting if I don't get enough sleep, that begins to show. Okay, I make sure that I I switch off um, my work email. Okay, at, at weekends and I don't look at it. Okay. Mm. Um, and again, but we can remember there has to be seasons as well. So I'm not saying that you are, as it were, completely, you know, very, very strict about this. Because sometimes to get some things done, you do need to mer to burn the midnight oil. But you've got to be careful. What is it that that is, it goes it goes back to understanding your, your values and what's really important to you. I think um, Stephen Covey in his uh, one of his books talks about yes. the uh, um, writing a mission, um, yeah. a, a personal mission statement. He talks he? about that. Yes, that's right. And we did an interview with his um, grandson. That's on podcast number ten with uh, Stephen, yeah. and, and that was a book that's really influenced me enormously. Um, and it, it, it's not as daunting as it sounds, but I think the point. What he's trying to say is, if you can do the work to try, try to understand what is most important to you then that is something that you, you can carry with you through all your life. But I think as disciples of Christ, then very much it is, it's about our relationship with God, that we're human beings, not human doings. Yes. And it's, that has to come first above everything else. And it flows out of that, everything that I do. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And so I suppose and if we go back to this issue about non-negotiables, so if, for example, you know, I'm given a job offer, that is, yeah. you know, fabulously lucrative, but it, it involves me uh, being away from my family for long periods of time. Uh, it, it, it means that I'm at the beck and call of other people for, you know, for large stretches and that I, I don't have uh, the, the level of autonomy that, 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 that I feel I need. Then no matter how lucrative it is, it has to be a no. Mm. Like so, so with non-negotiables, you're kind of drawing, drawing some sort of lines in a sense of, yes. of things you won't cross. Yes, that's right. Um, and it doesn't have to be huge, but it, but but they feel like they're they're markers to say, well, okay, yeah. that that's the key thing, really. Otherwise, you, yeah. otherwise, you, yeah. as our culture, as you get you get sucked into whatever is latest or loudest, 
or or most uh, uh, most enticing and most most att- apparently attractive. You know, be that in terms and also, of but, but yeah. ironically less fulfilling. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and potentially less fulfilling. That's right. I mean, and that's why, in a sense, we're very strong through the blog and the podcast about inside-out transformation mm. because we have to change from the inside out. Because if the inside, if if I'm secure on the inside, then the outside will naturally follow. Whereas if I focus on the external things like money, fame, prestige, creating a good impression, ultimately those won't satisfy. So if I'm bigger on the inside than I'm on the outside, then that's, then that's as it were, a, a good recipe for, for growth and development. But if I'm bigger on the outside than the inside, then that's a big warning sign really because that you can guarantee there'll be disaster ahead. Um, yeah, because you won't be able, you you won't be able to some, deliver. You look, some you look at some celebrities who seem to have it all, all sorted out, and, and we aspire to be like some celebrities. But inside, you know, they might not. There's emptiness. They might yeah. be in turmoil in their private lives and that sort of thing. Yes, that's right. So, so we, we were just sort of saying that, weren't we? So we just again, we get, we've been absolutely clear what those priorities are. We're scheduling time for the things that we've decided matter most. We establish a brief set of non-negotiables. And then the next one is this striving for alignment between what we say and what we actually do. Okay, so, Because, again, life happens. You know, I, you know, we all struggle with this. We say this is important to me and then mm. something happens. Or, um, and, you know, the unplanned, the unexpected will happen and it can easily take us off track. But if I keep returning back to them, then, then eventually I'll move forward. So, you know, one of the, the, the sort of phrases that I keep coming back to is be guided more by the compass than by the clock. And and by that time, what yeah. I'm trying to say is that if I know what my true north is, and even if I'm only moving, you know, one step a day, I'm making progress. Okay, I'm going in the right direction. Whereas if I'm just going being busy, 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 and I'm going in the wrong direction, I'll just get to the wrong place faster. It's, you know, yeah, and I'll have to backtrack exactly. on, on where I've gone. And unfortunately, that's so often the case. I think in in our society and culture, is that people get onto a bandwagon. Yeah, you'll only be right twice a day. <laughs> right twice a day. That's right. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, a, a, um, a broken clock is, is is at least right twice a day. <laughs> yes, yeah, right. Like that. So, and then finally, it's it's it's. I think, and it, this is probably where we started off: is learn to accept that there'll always be attention. Um, you know, I, I sort of say it, it's a bit like um, eating, sleeping, and um, yeah, eating and sleeping. And, if you like, because you you never say, you know, I, I ate a really good meal last week, so therefore I don't need to eat this week, or I slept really well yes. last month, so I don't need to sleep this or month. Th- or, yeah. you know, or, or I had three showers last week, so I'll be fine <laughs> for a couple of weeks. I don't need one this week. That's right. So it, it has to be attention. I think, again, one of the problems in our society and culture is that we're always looking for quick fixes. You know, uh, mm. we don't want to do the internal work. We just want a quick solution. So that we can then get on with our own priorities because we don't want to do the deep work of actually prioritizing saying what really is important we want somebody else to give us the answers and that unfortunately you know if you get your answers from from the media or from other people's opinions you're going to come unstuck there's 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 nothing else for it really you will come unstuck so let's 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 look at let's look at jesus and, and yes. the bible and, and talk about how how he, um, as we're both followers of and disciples of Christ, you know, we, we like to you know, sort of uh, have this input into our podcast, actually, from, from yes. a biblical perspective, and to bring so, that sort of yeah, um, that biblical perspective on on that, because and what the Bible says on that, yes. 
Yeah, so Jesus, looking at his life... You, Jesus' life was very out of balance. It was incredibly out of balance. <laughs> it was <laughs> integrated, but it was totally that. out of balance. Yeah, you know, he was up all night praying. He was, um, f- what was it, feeding five thousand with, uh, with, uh, w- with somebody's packed lunch. He was. Uh, yeah. He only lived thirty-three years. You know, it's um, and obviously he he ultimately got crucified. Um, he created lots of enemies. He didn't try to create dialogue. He told people, you know. He told the Pharisees how much he disagreed with them and, and what hypocrites they were. So his life was was very out of balance, actually. But it was integrated. Uh, at at yeah. first obser- observance, you might think he... he <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm saying this is like a... Um, uh, uh, just, to, just to add to our discussion. Yes. Not, not as, a, as, a, as a claim necessarily, but um, it, you, you may say that he, he, he lived life, you know, live fast, die young sort of. Uh, approach, but you know, obviously, we know that wasn't true. But no. you know, that's what it feels like from thinking if he, you know, stayed up all night praying or got up early to pray and didn't get as much sleep or you know, did all these sort of crazy things you might talk about. Yeah, then you, you you think, well, what we're talking about in our podcast about trying to get into good rhythms and things, Jesus was like, wasn't in good rhythms, was he? Or, or was well, he? Yeah. I think there was obviously there were certain seasons, weren't there? So if we look at the gospel accounts, then we read, you know, if you look at take the, take the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, we know obviously about his birth um, in Matthew's gospel and Luke's gospel. We, but then we quickly, as it were, move quickly forward and we hear a little bit about when he was just 12 years old and when he went to to the temple and he talks about going to his father's house we know that he's uh, immersed in scripture and he that, that that he spends a lot of time uh deepening his relationship with god we know that he's the son of joseph the carpenter um but obviously the, the big focus of the gospel is the very end of his life and the events leading to the you know mm. we've got the three-year ministry and then we lead go to the crucifixion yes. and like in you know john's gospel you know, when it gives, if you like, the the biography of Jesus' life, it misses out lots of details that we would love to know, you know, like what uh, Jesus okay, looked like, yeah. you know, what our culture would want to know, like what did he look like, what did he wear, did he have a beard, all those things. No, it, the Bible doesn't want to tell, tell us that. But it, it, if you take John's Gospel, the focus is, is, those, is the last few weeks and then the last few hours. Yeah leading to the crucifixion and then obviously the, the resurrection and that, and that was very that was very um uh, jesus was very uh, carried himself very well in those times you know, there's me saying a few minutes ago that he lived fast die young sort of approach to life but that, that's making a false assumption on the snapshot of the of his life that we get in the gospels isn't it I guess. yes but i think what you have is this incredible uh, you know level of of poise so you know like in in john 13 where it talks about jesus knew where he came from and where he was going it says mm. then it talks about him then going to wash the the disciples feet so being totally mm. assured of, you know being very clear about his priorities knew where he came from knew where he was going so he knelt down and washed the disciples feet um he knew exactly when when he stands before Pilate, um and is 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 being told, you know, I've got, Pilate says to him, I've got power to, um, to let you go free. He says to Pilate, he says that power, you only have that power because it's given to you by God. And what's interesting, when you read the account of that uh, interaction with, with Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor, what you realise is 
actually it's Jesus in complete control and he's choosing to take this path that is going to lead to his death. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, so, so in a sense, there are principles that draw on, and I'm not saying that we should then live totally out of balance, you know, the way that Jesus did, <laughs> in, that we should copy necessarily the things he said and did in, in you know, some things I've just quoted there. There are obviously things that we do learn from, but um, I think the verse I always go to is that is a verse in, in in the New Testament, which is Ephesians chapter two, verse ten, which says, "We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which He's prepared in advance for us to do." And, mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, I want to do what He's called me to do. Okay, that what God mm-hmm. has called me to do. Now, I only can know that by living in daily relationship with him. Because there are so many good things out there. You know, they say the, the good is the enemy of the best. Um, and that's what we live for, is to do what he calls me. And now that, that may be in the limelight, that may be hidden behind closed doors. But ultimately, and this and again goes to our, you know, one of the big passions that we have with the blog and the podcast, which is inside-out transformation. So... If I'm living with a view for, for, from the inside out, I'm actually living for the audience of one. I'm ultimately mm. living to please him, my father, my God. That's who I'm living to please. Yeah. And which, which, as, impo- as, as, as important what you do in private and how you are on your own as you are yes. in public, as you say. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So there's that integration between the private, between the private person and the public person. And Jesus is the one who, who, who does that par excellence beyond, beyond anybody, <laughs> you know anybody ever has or ever could and obviously we we we, uh, we can get great encouragement from all sorts of great leaders and people around the world um but if you like there's no one who 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 shows that best or better um than jesus who was totally assured um that even though he w- he went through that horrific humiliation and crucifixion and rejection that he knew that was God's plan for him, and that was the means by which we can be made right with God ourselves. Yeah, amazing. And so I think, yeah, and, and so I think that if we think, you know, if we think about the whole work-life integration and making my life a symphony, rather than just a, a balance and a tightrope, so that it creates a beautiful harmony, um, then that's what we're, we're we're seeking through God's grace and God's strength um, to to create. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, you can get all the show notes for this episode from drsunil.com. And could you do us a favour? Head over to iTunes to rate the programme. This is by far the best way to get this content into the hands of those who need it most. Also, do you think about who you could pass details of the podcast on to? Don't forget to check out the blog for more great content. That's drsunil.com, helping you to make sense of life in a challenging and complex world. Until next time, goodbye for now.